0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. A belated happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. Did you have a nice day?
1: It was good. It was a little weird. We had the whole can't see people because of COVID and all that, but we went and saw Doctor Strange.
0: Which was nice. It was a good movie.
1: It was fun to go out, you know.
0: To and be out and about. It was, and you know what? What? That leads us right into our first story on the Disney Parks blog.
1: Oh, awesome.
0: It's all about Doctor Strange products and experiences. Okay. That are inspired by the new movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh-huh. And uh, to start off, you know, you can see two new characters at uh, Avengers Campus in Disney's California Adventure. Okay. And that is America Chavez mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch.
1: Well, Scarlet Witch isn't new.
0: Well, no, she's in her Scarlet Witch costume. She is.
1: Oh, she's new to Avengers Campus.
0: Correct. And uh, over at uh, the Spider-Man attraction, you can buy some new Spider-Bot accessories. Okay. So that's always a fun time. And then at uh, Disney Springs, uh, let's see, there's some new Photo Pass options at the PhotoPass Studio uh, where you can get into the multiverse. And then, of course, at Shop Disney, you can buy Dr. Strange bands, Dr. Strange action figures, uh, including Funko Pops and Legos. And then, of course, there's a Loungefly backpack. And uh, the last thing you can do to experience it is go see the movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: Which we'll talk about during the entertainment section about how well the movie did this weekend.
1: Okay, very good. Um, at Disneyland Paris, they are lighting up the Eiffel Tower for the 30th anniversary celebration.
0: That's right. The Eiffel Tower was bathed in the iridescent 30th anniversary colors, uh, which was organized by Mickey himself. and. Um, yeah, big, big news when they light up the Eiffel Tower yeah, it's for, a big for deal. Disney World. Yep. Uh, so you can actually check out a little video of that on uh, the Disney Parks blog.
1: Okay.
0: All right. And uh, that's our last story from the Disney Parks blog. Very light this week. All right. Not a lot of news. Uh, right. So we're going to head over to Disneyland.
1: Okay. At Disneyland, they're doing some work over on the former Tarzan's treehouse.
0: That's right. The bridge has been removed, and uh, some of the scaffolding has been removed. It's it's very weird to look at Adventureland and not see the uh, suspension bridge right. that went across over to Tarzan's treehouse. Um, so uh, that's uh, that's very weird. Okay. But uh, still, no word on what that retheming is. No official word right. on what that retheming is.
1: Okay. The there is a new Frederick Douglass display at the Opera House at Disneyland.
0: That's right. In order to promote diversity, uh, Disney has now put a uh, Frederick Douglass display inside the Opera House, and uh, you know, in order to balance out the life of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, they have added this new installation, which honors Frederick Douglass, who is a leader in the nation's fight against slavery. And uh, you can check that out if you're in Disneyland. Uh, there is now a bust of both Lincoln and Douglass uh, on either side of the fireplace, as well as their portrait. Um, and uh, there's they have a framed copy of the U.S. Department of Interior letter, which recognizes Douglass as a free man. Uh, so that... Uh, It's kind of interesting that Mm -hmm. they've added to that story now. Very nice. So, yes, kudos to Disney. All right.
1: Um, We talked about this already, but there is America Chavez meeting on Avengers Campus at Uh, California Adventure.
0: That's right. She's dressed in her uh, standard Stars and Stripes denim jacket, black jeans, and black high-top sneakers. And Scarlet Witch is in her uh, Multiverse of Madness costume, uh, and she is teaching people how to do proper magical techniques. So that's uh, that's kind of exciting. Uh, now, what people don't know is that we actually just took a pause in the show because uh, your parents came over uh-huh. and uh, Poppy wanted to tell everyone hello. Oh,
1: very it's nice. It's been a
0: while since we've had a Poppy reference on the sure, show. We have, yes. All right, now let's shoot over to Disney World.
1: Okay, um, so this story actually is related to something that we experienced when we were in Disney World. Um, that's the automated photo pass cameras.
0: That's right. They've been reactivated um, at Mickey's meet and greet at the Magic Kingdom, which takes place at the Town Square Theater. And um, if you're not familiar with these, a couple of years ago, they tried to get rid of the pass photographers. And they put in these automated photo uh, machines uh, that just take a series of photos. Yeah,
1: it's like a burst of
0: so the whole time you're there. We were there. No, they, we got maybe five photos from it. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. Um, it is manned by a person, so there is a person there, and they will take your photo with your cell phone or your camera if you ask them to. Uh, but they pretty much just press a button. Yeah, it's weird. And we gave them our cell phone, and we got more pictures on our cell phone than we did on and our better photocast. pictures and better pictures. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, because they're not. There's no one like timing it or anything with the automated camera, right? And there's no one centering the. The frame,
0: yeah, and it's it's a little more impersonal. Yeah, um, you know they ask you to look at a bookcase and smile yeah. where the camera is located. Yeah, and it's harder, I think, if you have kids too. Like kids don't know where to look. Right, and you know we've seen families go in. I know when we've met characters before, the PhotoPass photographers move around and change an angle right. and let's take a picture so you can see your child's face while they're meeting a character right. for the first time. And these automated cameras are just in a fixed position. Right. And it, like I said, I, I just think it lessens the experience.
1: Yeah, they're not So great.
0: hopefully they're not there for too long.
1: We were excited, though, to get to see Mickey Mouse and give him a
0: hug. We were. We were very much excited. <laughs> and, <laughs> very
1: uh, much excited.
0: Let's let's head over to Epcot.
1: All right. They're still doing a lot of work at the Moana um, Journey of
0: Water. That's right. They've released some new concept art. Um, and they've released uh, – actually, they've not released. They've done a bunch more trench work. Uh, so there is a new larger trench in the area. And um, what we can see from the um, artist's rendering is lots of fountains, uh, lots of water. It's gorgeous. Obviously, it is the journey of water. Uh, and it, it doesn't look like it's much of a ride as much as it's an attraction and a walkthrough.
1: Walkthrough and a place to be. And it um, looks like, you know, you can – looks like you'll be able to get wet though. Almost mm-hmm. like, you know, some sort of splash pad kind of thing.
0: Right. Um
1: you know, I'm sure there's areas to be if you don't really want to be wet, but on a hot summer day, this feels like the place you'd want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. And the entrance will have uh, a showcase to the heart of Te Fiti, uh which you may remember as being central to the movie. So, uh, you know, we'll see how much the artist's rendering actually matches the attraction once it's open.
1: It looks like there's a lot of flowers and trees and
0: lots of foliage, green space. Yep.
1: Um, the and you know, foliage, foliage, and that fits in well, you know, with the whole um, Moana theme. Yeah, and Epcot in general. You know, they do the Flower and Garden Festival. And just even when it's not Flower and Garden Festival, they have a lot of topiaries and and things like that. Yes, they do. All right. Um, Guests using the Disability Access Service, which is the DAS, are still going to need a boarding group to ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind.
0: That's right. If you have a DAS, you will first have to join your virtual queue and get a boarding group. And then once your boarding group is called, you present your magic band or ticket media to get through the lightning lane entrance. So um, DAS return times are not going to be distributed like they are at other attractions. Right. So the way it is right now, if you get a DAS pass, Um, you can actually prearrange your return times. Right. uh, And that will not be the case with Guardians of the Galaxy. Well,
1: because they don't have a standby line, so that's why. Um, It has been confirmed that the light-up pavement is returning to Epcot. This Uh, is fantastic news. That's
0: right. This is from Imagineer.
1: Zach Zach Ridley. Ridley.
0: Um, They're going to have a new walkway that has over 12,000 individually controlled lightable fixtures. So, uh, that actually the World Celebration section will have over 12,000 sections, uh, lights, uh, and they are having uh, fiber optics embedded in the pavement.
1: That was always one of my favorite things at it Epcot, was. leaving at night with the, with the pavement illuminated like that, all sparkling. Um, and I was really sad when I got ripped out. So, I'm really
0: excited to hear this. Yes, we love, uh, we love our fiber optic lights. Yes.
1: All right. Um, Encanto and Raya and the Last Dragon have been added to the wonderful world of animation at Disney's Hollywood Studios.
0: That's right. That is Hollywood Studios' nighttime spectacular, uh, which you watched the other evening while I was running into Galaxy's Edge to get uh, a beverage.
1: Yes. So there's two shows there. There, there two, is. A there's shorter one and a longer one. What's the? F- what are they?
0: Uh, the Wonderful World of Animation. Right. Which was the shorter one you watched. That was watched. the first one, right. Um, and it's like the – Wonderful world of Disney. Yeah, it's a celebration. Yeah, I don't, yeah, really I don't really know what the second one is, but the
1: first one was better. Yes, I have to say
0: I, I missed that one, but it's nice to see that they're continually adding uh, new components. Uh, and uh, Luis and um, Isabella Madrigal from Encanto have been added, so they're uh, they're kind of big fan favorites now. And then Raya and Sisu uh, from Raya and the Last Dragon make an appearance during the show as well.
1: Oh, Disney Movie Magic is one and then the animation uh the wonderful world of animation is the other. Excellent. I don't know which
0: is which is which though. Thank you for your research. You're welcome. All right. And uh there's some big news also coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom uh that as of May 27th parking lot trams will return.
1: Fantastic.
0: But do you know what they're going to do? What? I think that the people that were performing in Kite Tales are going to be driving the parking lot trams. For real? Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, but as of May 26, they will have no more ground performers as uh, part of the Kite Tales show. <laughs> if, you've, if you've been so, I don't want to say unlucky, uh, to see the Kite Tales show, um, Animal Kingdom just has a tough time putting on shows.
1: That, they built that whole theater. It was supposed to be amazing. The, the show that they had scheduled for there technically just never worked. Right. They had to put in something else. They've had a couple things come through there, and just nothing is working. And we sat for the Kite Tales show.
0: Which was maybe 10 minutes long.
1: It, yes, it was not long. There is zero shade on there. It's just benches, you know, tiered in the hot sun. Right. And uh, – it's the show is so boring
0: it's it, it's based loose ba- loosely based on the jungle book
1: yeah i mean uh, they have some jungle book kites and they have jungle book music
0: and they have uh, some ground performers that handle some uh, some kites and They're some small. some uh, animal type puppets um but it's not a great show. Whoever designed this show, I hope no longer it's works for just, Disney. Well, I
1: think it's just like a fill in. There weren't a lot of people there. And uh, I, even like, you know, five minutes in, it was only like a 10 minute show, but like halfway in, I was just ready to get up and leave because it was right. so hot. Right. Um, it, you know, this might be nice, you know, on a day in, in March, you know, where it's 75 degrees and, you know, it's just nice in the sun and a little too chilly in the shade. This might be a nice place to take a break. But, um,
0: you but know. on a hot summer day, yeah. No. You
1: hit this. I mean, it wasn't even that. We were at the end of April, early May. Uh, I feel like the the stadium area is unusable between, like, May
0: and October. Right. Now, part of the reason that they're getting rid of the human performers uh, is that they say that it will make it more visible to everyone around the uh, performance area. No, it's just— So you won't need to be seated to see them. They just
1: don't want to pay these workers. And uh, it was really kind of the only thing going on for part of the time. Right. You You know, they bring out a kite pulled by a jet ski— that goes in circles around a lake. Right. It's this it's one kite.
0: And then it crashes into a seating section. That's the best
1: part. Yeah. And there were only two big uh two kites, giant kites and right. then there were like maybe four other there were sort of like tiered kites but they were just kite kites. They weren't in the shape of an animal or anything. Right. They were just like triangles. Um and that was it. Right. You take the only thing going on was the the performers walking around on the Bottom level there. So, right. yeah, so, not so, good. <laughs> so,
0: after May 27th, uh, really they will bother. have no scheduled <laughs> show times. Okay. Um, and it will go to a more uh, casual, laid back schedule. Uh, and like I said, their reasoning is that people around the Lagoon area will be able to watch it uh, if it's not scheduled. Okay. But in good news, uh, we have gotten the first look at the stage screen and cast for Finding Nemo. The Big Blue, and beyond. That's a which,
1: nice air-conditioned area, so I'm all is, set for that to come
0: back. That's right, which is coming to uh, the theater in the wild in Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, very soon. Good. Um, so they gathered the crew uh, on stage with uh, Josh demarro And um, the new show, if you're not sure of what this is, it's set during Finding Dory at the Marine Life Institute. And, um, you know, it'll uh, – it'll pick up the story from uh, the Marine Life Institute. It'll be
1: nice to have something back in there. It will be. Animal Kingdom is still a little bit lacking. Yes.
0: So So let's uh, shoot over to some resorts.
1: All right. Some areas of the Animal Kingdom Villas, Kidani Village, is going to be undergoing a
0: refurbishment through October of 2022. That's right. They are going to... Uh, Do construction during the daytime hours that will not affect uh, anyone, uh, nor will any of the hotel's amenities close completely. The Survival of the Fittest Fitness Center, the Barbecue Pavilion, and the Disney Transportation Bus Stop area will uh, be undergoing refurbishment. However, they will remain open to guests. Then in late summer, the lobby overlook areas will close for uh, construction, but only one will be closed at a time, which will leave guests plenty of other areas to check out the view.
1: Okie dokie. Um, There is a new action-packed special look and poster for um, the new Disney Pixar
0: movie Lightyear. That's right. It's a a two-and-a-half-minute look at uh, Lightyear, which is pretty in-depth. It's posted on our Facebook page. You can also check it out if you go to the Pixar page on YouTube. Um, But it gives you a little bit more of the story of the real Buzz Lightyear, on which the toy is based. Uh, and there's a new poster too, which I believe is also on our Facebook page. Okay. Now let's talk about the big uh, event this weekend.
1: Yes, the new uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie.
0: That's right. And it did make $450 million on its opening weekend. Uh, $185 million of that was in the United States. Um, it did not reach the 587 million uh, that was taken in by Spider-Man: No Way Home, uh, but this does stack up as the fourth largest Marvel debut and the sixth largest opening weekend box office of all time.
1: I think this is a situation of people being really excited to go see it. Yes, and I think it's going to drop off kind of quickly because a lot of these movies you see once and you want to see again. Mm-hmm. This one, I feel like you see once and, and you're and you're kind of good with that. Like it wasn't a bad movie, but it also wasn't that sort of fun Marvel movie that we're used to. And uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be back to see it a second
0: time. It, I will be. Uh, and it is a step in a new direction. It's a little bit more of a horror element. Um, director Sam Ramey, Ramey, uh who directed the uh, first set of Spider-Man movies, but he's also known for directing the Evil Dead series, Um, And doing more work in the horror genre, so it it does have some, you know, jump out of your seat type of moments. Um, There is some implied uh, death and gore. Yeah, it was kind of it was a little gory. Um, So it's it's not uh, as lighthearted as some Marvel movies have been. I don't think it's any worse. Uh, There's definitely less death than in Endgame or Infinity War.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. People were asking about bringing little kids to it. Yeah, it had that level of like goriness like mm-hmm. a horror movie you know zombies and people with half faces and just stuff that you don't you there's no reason to have ever seen in like a marvel movie before okay it's it was very like walking dead
0: okay i don't know but it fits this movie and you'll yeah, see yeah no why
1: no i mean seeing. it wasn't a bad movie um i just i don't know i, I think the things that make me go want to go see a movie a second time were not in this and if other people feel the same way Everybody's going to go see it for that first time, be really excited about it, and then, you know, sometimes these movies continue on at the top of the uh, the charts for a long time and some drop off after the first couple of weekends.
0: Now, you can just already tell people you're going to see Thor about 14 times.
1: I don't know about 14 times, but, you know, if it's if it's funny and, and it just, you don't know, makes me laugh and – and makes me feel good when I leave the movies. And if Chris Hemsworth and Chris
0: Pratt happen to have their shirts off for 20% of the movie. Well,
1: Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt are just those great like personalities. And that's what brings you back to watch it more.
0: And uh, speaking of great personalities, let me talk about this next show. Uh, or next story. Uh, and that is that the new Magic Band Plus, which we've spoken about uh, last week, uh, will be launching at Disney. And it will now include the Hey Disney Voice Assistant uh, so they have announced that the Magic Band Plus will have a digital voice assistant as well as other components. Um, hey Disney, which is uh, uh, a voice... Uh, uh, assistant, utilizes Alexa technology, and you'll be able to ask useful questions, set alarms, and get hints and answers uh, throughout your vacation. It will also interact with more than 25 icons of Mickey Mouse, Olaf, and additional Disney characters. Uh, you'll also be able to use Hey Disney at your resort to learn about your vacation, order room amenities, and more. Um, if you're not at a resort, Hey Disney will be available for purchase on supported Echo devices via the Alexa Skills Store. Okay. Um, so the Magic Band will also bring the Disney Fab 50 statues to life and interact with them via augmented reality through the Disney Fab 50 Quest. In Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you can join the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters experience. Uh, and then, as part of the nighttime spectaculars, um, the Magic Band Pluses will light up and complement the events.
1: Okay. So, awesome.
0: how's that for some exciting technological news?
1: Very exciting.
0: And with that, let's head over to Universal.
1: Okay. Um, at Universal Studios, the pathway leading to Woody Woodpecker's kid zone has been closed for some pavement work.
0: Oh, no. Uh, that's just uh, part of refurbishment. There is a way to get to the area. Uh, it is not completely closed, Okay, uh, but just that pathway is.
1: All righty. Um, prime parking at Universal has dropped back down to
0: $50. That's right. It was up to 60 for the Easter holiday. It sounds like they're just going to let this vacillate. Uh, up and down during holiday seasons.
1: All right. Well, whatever works for them, I guess. Right. Um, And then the Universal's Superstar Parade um, is rumored to be ending this month.
0: That's right. Uh, Meet and greets, character meet and greets, uh, will continue through August. uh, But the parade is uh, rumored to have its final performances this month. Uh, And that is uh, based on the fact that team members were notified uh, that the parade's end will be running, uh, will be uh, will coming. be coming. Um, the floats will be used as backdrops for character meet and greets through August, uh, and performers have been told that they will have to audition for new roles after August 24th.
1: All right.
0: So uh, this parade features Spongebob, Dora, Diego, Gru, the Minions, and more.
1: All right. Well, there's some older characters, so I, maybe that's why.
0: That's, that could be. All
1: right. Um... SeaWorld is looking to grow amidst a wave of record earnings.
0: That's right. They had a very good year. They had their earnings for the first quarter, um, and uh, they did very well. Um, They made uh, $271 million in revenue from January through March. That's almost $99 million more than last year at this time, and $50 million more than from 2019. Uh, So uh, that's good for them. They have, uh, you know, they say it's not optimal uh, because they're still experiencing staffing shortages, which is making stores and restaurants close early if, you know, if they're opening at all. Um, But they did have uh, 3.4 million guests visiting the parks during their first quarter, which is an increase over 2019 and 2021. Uh, It was up 16% compared to 2019 uh, and 22% greater uh, than 2020. Um, More than 50% of SeaWorld's attendance is from people in the state of Florida.
1: Okay. I know they have some great roller coasters if you're into that sort of thing.
0: They do. And coincidentally, uh, SeaWorld and the Icebreaker Coaster uh, got some kudos this week from the 10 Best Awards for 2022. Uh, SeaWorld was voted the best theme park in North America. And Busch Gardens, which is one of their sister parks, was ranked fifth. No other Florida attractions made the top ten. No, okay. So I don't know that I trust the 10 best awards for 2022, um, but this is based on a panel of experts and editors. Uh, they pick 20 nominees in each category, and then winners are determined by popular vote. Um, Ice Breaker, which was a roller coaster in SeaWorld, was tabbed as the best new theme park attraction, which just edged out Daddy Pig's roller coaster at Peppa Pig theme park. <laughs> um, and then Iron Gwazi of Busch Gardens was ranked 7th. Um, Jurassic World Velocicoaster finished ninth. Uh, so like I said, I don't necessarily uh, believe in this top ten, but yeah. SeaWorld, SeaWorld wants you to know all
1: that.
0: <laughs> uh, and then in, so, in, a, in a story that has nothing to do with uh, Florida theme parks or attractions, um, Florida did rank third in the nation for fatal wild animal attacks all right. uh, over a 20-year span. Uh, number one was Texas with 520. California had 299, and uh, Florida had 247 deaths by uh, wild animals. Yikes. Yeah. So, uh, that you know what that tells me? Be careful S- when you go to Florida. Steer clear of the wild animals. Do <laughs> uh, you have any final words? No, I don't. All right. Then we hope everybody's doing well. And until Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. <laughs>